February 29th is Rare Disease Day. Despite the name, rare diseases are not as rare as you may think. They affect one in ten Americans, and more than half are children. One of these diseases directly impacts local brewery owner Jonathan Kowalski and his family. His son Mac was diagnosed with Milan syndrome shortly after Kowalski opened Component Brewing five years ago. Mac had three brain surgeries all before he turned one. Because the number of patients battling a rare disease are small, expertise and research funds are lacking. So to help increase awareness, Kowalski crafted a limited edition beer called Zebra Hop that'll be released on Thursday by Component and over a dozen other local breweries. The proceeds of Zebra Hop will benefit the National Organization for Rare Disorders. Ahead of the beer's official release, Lake Effect's Audrey Nowakowski went to Component Brewing to speak with Kowalski and learn more. So tell me about your son, Mac. What is he dealing with and, and what are you dealing with as a family that requires three doctor's appointments a week? Uh, Mac has a rare genetic disorder called Milan syndrome. Um, he is one of 200 in the world that have this rare disease. And with Milan syndrome, he has multiple disabilities, uh, physical and um, cognitive disabilities as well. So before you discovered this diagnosis of Milan syndrome, Mac had three surgeries all before even turning one, and he was diagnosed finally at 18 months. And I can't imagine how difficult it must have been to not know what was happening and just to know that your young son was in pain. Yeah, my wife and I, I think we both kind of like blacked out <laughs> throughout that part of our lives. Um, but yes, it, it was terrifying. And his... You know, at the time, he was diagnosed with hydrocephalus, and that's just pressure on the brain caused by excess spinal fluid not draining down into a spinal column. And uh, we thought that you know, once he got his shunt put in, that would take care of the, the hydrocephalus, and he would just kind of continue as, as our first child or as any other child would. Um, and the shunt so relieves pressure? Yes. Okay. Yes. So it's like a, it's like a valve in the top of, or put in the top of your head, and then there's a tube that goes down into his abdomen that will allow the excess spinal fluid to get absorbed back into his body. Okay. So around this time that you were going to Children's trying to figure out what was wrong with Mac, you also opened this brewery, Component Brewing, around the same time. Uh, you mentioned you blacked out, but yeah. <laughs> maybe the brewery was the maybe the brewery was the reason, not the <laughs> not the surgeries. <laughs> so I imagine, like first, you're trying to go through all these tests, try to figure out what's wrong with your son. Um, how difficult was it for you to not only find resources but to navigate a healthcare system where the doctors weren't even quite sure what was happening? Um, I will give a lot of credit to my wife. Um, she was the one who recognized that, you know, he wasn't just a colicky baby and we needed to just let him grow out of it. She had the, the mom intuition to keep pushing the healthcare system to do more testing. Um, we saw a lot of different specialists and after he had a full brain MRI, uh, the neurosurgery team at Children's was like, yeah, he has hydrocephalus and needs to have the surgeries. Uh, the first surgery he had was uh, for what's called a Chiari malformation. It's like 
the bone keel in the back of your head was not allowing his brain to sit properly. Um, so it was kind of like his skull was not the right size for his brain. Uh, so he had part of his skull removed so his brain would fit properly in his skull. And we thought, okay, maybe that, will, maybe that was the cause of the hydrocephalus and that'll fix it. And then that didn't. Um, so then he had another brain surgery to try to fix it from within, basically, without the shunt. Um, then that's more of a uh, experimental or not as high of a success rate surgery. So we, we wanted the shunt to be like the last, last resort, and that didn't work. So then the third surgery was the shunt. After that, you know, obviously he had a lot of follow-ups, and um, he was still kind of like lagging behind his peers in uh, development. So that's what led us to go to genetics and get the genetic testing to get the diagnosis of Milan syndrome. Once he was diagnosed, what were your next steps, you and your wife and with the team of doctors? You mentioned he's one of 200 in the world, so I imagine there's some ground, but not a lot. Yeah, between one and 200, or sorry, two and 300-ish people in the world. Um, you know, there's not a ton of testing out there, so there's, there's more out there, but that's how many have been diagnosed. Um, but once he got his diagnosis, it was trying to, you know, work with the team at Children's and gather as much information as we can and continue to get him the, the help he needed moving forward in life. Um, he does PT, OT, He's done water therapy, horse therapy, so we really try to, we'd really try to push him to continue to develop. Because the patient numbers battling a rare disease is so small compared to most maladies people go to the doctors for, expertise and research funds are really lacking, but really needed, especially with families like yours. So this is where Zebra Hop comes in, right? How'd you learn about this, and why'd you want to get Component involved? So... Since we started the brewery, I wanted to try to use beer for good. We've done a few different beers for causes before. There was one for wildfires in California, one for COVID. Um, there's been a few that we've done. And, you know, that kind of made me think like, hey, we could use our corner of the world to help out what's important to us. So since we started in 2018, we were, we were brewing a beer like to raise awareness for Milan syndrome and realize that, you know, it's, it's 200 people in the world and it might not get the attention that we would like it to have. Um, the reception was great, but, you know, we wanted to, to make it bigger. So this year we started working with NORD, the National Organization for Rare Disorders, and changed the name to Zebra Hop and invited all breweries to join in with us to brew it and we did get about uh, 20 breweries to brew it and we're all going to be helping raise awareness and funds for those with rare diseases. Can you explain why it's called zebra hop? Uh, It's called zebra hop because the zebra is the official animal of people with rare disease and we wanted to pay tribute to that. So is this zebra hop something that you crafted on your own? It's your recipe, or is this um, a recipe that other breweries you got involved are ad-libbing for themselves, but it's all going to the same cause? Um, It's all going to the same cause, and this is a recipe that I came up with, and it's a double New England hazy IPA, and it uses advanced hop and yeast products 
to symbolize the advances in medical care or medical research for finding a cure for a rare disease. When I reached out to breweries, I mentioned that, you know, you can make it as unique as you want or you can follow the recipe that I have on the website. But I just urge them to use advanced techniques to try to symbolize the advances in, in research. So I, I, I do hope that people, I mean, I know that people are coming up with their own and selfishly, like, I want to try all the different ones. So Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to try them. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You mentioned advanced ingredients and such to reflect advancements in medicine. So how does this hop compare to, like, say, your typical IPA that you'd get? So before these new products came out, it was basically like you would use standard what's called T90 hop pellets. Um, and it's basically just like they take the hop and they like dry it out and compress it and then put it into a pellet that kind of looks like rabbit food and then you throw it in the beer. And since then, there's been new products like where they would take the, like the plant matter out and just get like the concentrated oils from the hops. Or now there's new hop products that are like liquefied that you can use. And with like the yeast, there's new strains of yeast that help like boost the hop flavor and stuff. So there's been a lot of advancements in the last few years with these new products to just, you know, make the beer more unique and just more intensely flavored. So you reached out to other local breweries to make this collaborative beer. Can you yeah. share a bit about how you think it reflects on the local brewery culture that is here in the Milwaukee area? It's very collaborative. Um, I know we're all competitors, but we're definitely more collaborators than competitors. Everybody is here for the same goal to help, you know, make craft beer more prominent, you know, maybe get some people to switch from the big Budweiser to, you know, try craft beer. But yeah, it's it, there's a lot of great people in the industry and I'm very happy and, and humbled by how many breweries did want to do this with us. So you mentioned you have been making some sort of brew to raise awareness over the years since you opened, but what does Mac think about this particular zebra hop? Does, is he proud that his dad is making this for him and other kids and people that battle rare diseases? Yeah, when, um, you know, when he meets, he has met a couple other people with Milan syndrome and he's, he's happy to meet them and he's like, hey, they're like me. And I don't know if he really understands the concept of the beer yet, but he's learning more about beer at age six, so yeah. <laughs> we might have to have to watch that. But you know, if once in a while he'll say, "Hey, Dad, you want a beer?" And we'll be like, "Sure." And he's like, "IPA?" And I'm like, "Yep, IPA." So he's he's starting to get it. <laughs> well, does he get excited to see the zebra on this latest can? Um, I don't know if I've actually shown it to him. We didn't get the labels in until a couple days ago, okay. so I'll have to bring one home and, and show it to him. The zebra does have his, his signature glasses on, so I'll have to show him that. He'll think that's pretty cool. I love that. So how's Mac doing today? What would you like to share about what life is like for your six-year-old? Um, he's great. I mean, we to, earlier today we were just at Children's Main Campus doing a, a weight check, and um, we were concerned about him not gaining enough weight, but it was a good, a good appointment. It, he gained a couple pounds. But, you know, other than the, the doctor's appointments, he, he plays a lot of hockey. 
Uh, he loves, that's his favorite thing to do. When we go around town, everybody knows him. I don't know them, but he knows them. <laughs> and so we'll be at the, at the quick trip, his favorite place, and a kid will come up and just hug him and say, hey, Mac, how are you? And so that, that's awesome. I'm, he plays on the, the hockey, the specials, um, Shaw Specials Pirates. So he just went to his first tournament. But yeah, he's busy. He's a busy, busy kid. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice or lessons to share for maybe other parents or families either dealing with a rare disease in their family or those in the thick of it trying to find a diagnosis? Um, I would say probably like reach out to other parents that have went through similar things. I know. They're very rare diseases, but there's a lot of them, so having a rare disease is not actually that rare. There's 30 million Americans that are suffering from rare disease. Children's has been a great resource. Nord can be a great resource. Um, So there are resources out there for you to get more information and connect with like-minded people. We've been hearing some labeling happening in the background for the Zebra Hop. Um, what does it mean to you to be able to use your brewery and your craft to help raise awareness? I think it's really cool. It's like it's bringing you know my passion of brewing together with another thing that I'm passionate about, trying to help my son that has the rare disease. So it's cool to like be able to put both of them together and, and see the end product. <laughs> Well, and I imagine it helps you feel like you're being proactive, but in a different way. Right. I mean, it's it's our it's our corner of the world. It's it's we're able to. It's cool that we have this platform that we're able to do this, and hopefully, you know, people will buy Zebra Hop, and maybe they'll take it to a party, and somebody be like, "Hey, what is that?" And maybe it'll spark conversation, and you know, create more awareness. Uh, there's a QR code on the can that'll take you to the website that'll give you more information and there's also a form on there to donate if you choose to. Excellent. Well, Jonathan, thank you for having me at Component and for sharing more about your and your family's story. Thanks for coming. Thanks for supporting local and supporting rare. Jonathan Kowalski is one of the owners of Component Brewing and a rare disease dad. His new limited edition Zebra Hop Hazy IPA will be released on February 29th, Rare Disease Day. There's a release party at Component Brewing the same day, and you can find more information about it at wuwm.com. Kowalski spoke with Lake Effect's Audrey Nowakowski.